Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is another topic in the new mini-series within the Women in the Middle podcast called Weekly Wow. And I have to say, I'm pretty excited to introduce you to my guest because this topic is so relevant. Weekly Wow with Women in the Middle introduces you to real-life women in the middle who have some pretty cool and highly useful information to share with you. As you know, I'm a midlife coach, and I talk to many amazing women between 40-ish and 60-ish, and my goal for the weekly wow is to bring you topics that will literally make you say wow. And I'm glad we're talking about this. So today's interview is with someone who's an expert in the area of identifying your strengths and showing you how that knowing this information about yourself can help you really move forward and really get excited about your life. Jennifer Thornton is certified through the International Coaching Federation and is a certified Clifton Strengths Coach. She had a midlife career change when she went from an international HR leadership role in the retail industry to owning her own coaching and HR consulting practice. And as you know, I love a good career change story and an example. So on that note, Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here today. So Jennifer, let's start by talking a little bit about your career change, how that led you to discover all of this work about strengths. So what happened to you? What was going on in your 40s? So in my early 40s, you know, I had an amazing job. I got to travel around the world to incredible countries like Hong Kong and China and the UK. And, you know, I supported um, our HR functions um, within the company I worked with. And it looked incredible on Instagram and Facebook. I had a really awesome life. I'm just telling you, everyone thought it was super cool. Um, But the reality was I was exhausted. I was mentally burned out and I just didn't have much left to give. Um, You know, it's interesting. You can truly wake up in the morning and not know what country you're in. Um, And Marriott looks the same, um, whether it's in, you know, Dallas, Chicago, London, or China, you still wake up in a Marriott hotel and and, um, it it, it wore on me after a while. It was exhausting, um, but good work at the time. So you were exhausted. Would you say that was the main thing that, uh, I don't know, kind of indicated that you were in a midlife funk or was there more? You know, there's definitely more. I mean, not only was I exhausted when I was traveling, um, but I wasn't present with the people who mattered most to me in my life. My family, um, my friends, my community. I'm very active in my local community and and have just an incredible um, group of friends and family that I surround myself with. And I wasn't present with them. And even when I was home, I was so exhausted that those interactions were not um, providing me um, energy or purpose because I just, I wasn't there for them. Like I knew, knew I could be there for them. And so that really was kind of the thing that made me stop and realize, you know what, I've got to make some changes so that I can be the person I want to be, not only for myself, but for the people I care about. Wow, I love that example because I'm having a little flashback. I call it my mango moment. 
So one time I was in the same place, like there was just a lot going on. I'd been unhappy for five years and my kid wanted fruit. Like we were always on fruit patrol when it came to avocados and mangoes in the fruit bowl. Like when they were ripe, you had to eat them. (laughs) Hurry up. Somebody has to eat the mango. So my kid wanted me to cut the mango and I actually said that I was too busy to cut my kid a mango. So that really Mm -hmm. did it for me. I really identify with what you're saying. So why did you come to the strengths work? Like how did you go from being exhausted and realizing you weren't present to discovering um, all of this work? Yeah. Well, I was very fortunate. I was introduced to strengths, um, you know, many years ago through the organization I worked with. Um, It was a strength-based company. Um, and, you know, I um, was able to use the strength tools through um, working with teams and working with groups. I had a supervisor who really believed in strengths and was able to manage me and, and we managed our team through strengths. So that's really where I discovered strengths. And, you know, when I knew it was time to make a change, I really believe that success leaves clues. And I spent a lot of time with pen and paper and making notes of where was I the happiest in my career? Where was I the most productive? Where, where did I get feedback that felt good? And, you know, as I really spent time and looked at where those success were leaving clues, I knew that I had to be a coach. And I had always believed in strengths. And I think it's very powerful to wake up every day and, and focus on what you're great at and forget what you're not great at, because who wants to talk about what you're not good at? I certainly don't. And um, so I knew that had to be a part of my practice when I launched, and today it is. So what is Strengths Work? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so Strengths was um, created under the leadership of Don Clifton. Um, he was a psychiatrist, and honestly, he was just tired of talking about what was wrong with people because at that time when he started this work, that is how it worked. What was wrong with someone, and how do you fix it? Fix it? And he soon realized fixing what was wrong was probably never going to happen. Um, But he thought, what if I switch the thought to let's look at what you're great at and let's work really hard on that. And let's just get those so-called, you know, weaknesses up to a passing grade. And so fast forward into 2002, um, uh, Gallup released the book, Now Discover Your Strengths with Don Clifton. And that started the movement that you see today where everyone, um, not everyone, but over 18 million people as of this morning, I checked their website this morning, over 18 million people, I know, over 18 million people have taken this survey and it's really become a movement and for people to wake up every day and be successful and on their terms and not doing it the way someone else tells them to. Oh, that's so good. So of course I took this and this is how we met. So my five top themes were positivity relator, responsibility, individualization, and activation. So what do you think that this, well, you know, what does this say about me and the work that I discovered that I love so much? Like I just totally get absolutely excited about helping frustrated midlife women get excited about their lives. So what does that say about me? Yeah. So when I look at your um, top five, there's some really great things. You know, number one, um, you have individualization in your top five. And so people with strong individualization have this incredible ability to meet someone and really connect with them where they are, understand them, um, the ability to respect what makes them unique, and, and really are excited to learn about what makes each person really unique. And so when I think about you as a coach, I mean, I'm sure your clients just instantly feel that with you and feel like this 
need for you to understand them in a way that the average person might not be able to. Um, I actually have individualization as number one in my strength, so um, we share that. Well, you know, I can see also, I really enjoyed the work I did for 27 years, you know, in mm -hmm. a couple of different jobs that were similar. But the thing that I missed, that I really noticed I missed, was working one-on-one -on -one with people, and I can see why. Yeah, absolutely. And you have a really high sense of responsibility. You have that in your top. So people with a t that type of responsibility level, you know, there is like this feeling in your stomach where you don't want to let anyone down. I mean, you probably have woken, you know, woken up in the middle of the night and thought, oh my gosh, I told so-and-so I would do this and have gotten up and actually done it. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't you know you were in I didn't you know, know you were in bed with me. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm watching you. You didn't even know it. Yes. And that mango moment you spoke of, that's a real reaction to your responsibility. You know, that probably hit you because you had a responsibility to your child. And when that didn't feel right to you, it was just, you know, a big feeling. I totally understand that now seeing your strengths. Yeah, I just totally felt like I was skimming through life. If, I, if you don't have time to cut a mango for a kid who actually wants to eat fruit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a problem. <laughs> Absolutely. But one of the things that I was really excited for you to talk about today in the podcast is about the strengths work in the actual workplace mm -hmm. and why it's so important to understand this aspect of yourself when you're thinking about whether or not you should stay or leave a job. A lot of my clients get to that point. They just say they're confused, they don't know what to do. Sometimes they hit 50 or they hit a milestone at work. Maybe they've been there 20 years. Or maybe it's empty nest. Maybe the last kid or the first kid went away. Something is jarring in their life and it starts to trigger kind of a trickle down of, you know, what's going on? Where did the time go? I feel so stuck and stagnant and I'm confused. I don't even know what I want. So a lot of times these clients have been in a job, like you said, and like I experienced that looks really good on paper, Yeah. but there's something not right. So can you talk a little bit about strengths? and how this insight ways, uh, can really help you figure out, should I stay or should I go? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, in my practice, I focus um, primarily with individuals um, in career changes, career movement, you know, those trying to get to that next level and those making big career changes. One of the first things I think that people have to stop and do is think about that work environment. Um, you know, the job description can be exactly the same in 10 different companies, but how you do it looks completely different. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, and so when you think about your strengths and you think about, all right, so for you, you have um, high positivity and you have high individualization. So an environment that is positive and allows you to bring more positivity in the work environment will feel better to you than an environment that is, um, you know, seems to be a little bit more negative or is more um, problem-based versus solution-based. Um, you also have high relator, which means um, those personal relationships are incredibly important to you. So in that example, you know, an environment where people are able to spend time getting to know each other, there are group projects, there are um, opportunities to maybe volunteer together, but to really build strong partnerships and for you, that kind of environment would do much, you would do much better than an environment where you're just punching the clock. Um, because that, again, will not feel good to your strengths and won't allow you to show up every day and do what you're best at. So that's the number one thing is look at your strengths, 
and then imagine the environment that matches that. And that's the environment you need to place yourself in to be your best. Oh, that's so interesting because even though like I'm a home-based business and I low, I know a lot of the listeners out there are as well. Like I'm a home dweller. Sometimes I don't, um, I don't leave my house for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. What's so interesting though is the extent to which I connect with other people. Mm-hmm. I don't feel alone or lonely at all. So I feel very full even though I'm by myself. Well, me and my bird and my dog. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I feel very full. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I was um, struck by when you mentioned it is I had one client who talked a lot about how unhappy she was in the actual physical space at her job, that it was essentially uh, like a corner of an office, a, a cubby without a window. And she did everything she could to, to improve it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. When you think of space, you know, it, it, it really matters. I don't think that in the interview process, any of us stop to think or look around as you're walking through an office. Um, what does the space look like and, and what does each person's um, desk look like? And is it that a place you can work, you know, eight hours a day, you know, five days a week? Um, and you think about someone with really high woo, you know, really outgoing, needs a lot of time talking to people and interacting to people. You put someone like that in a corner, um, in a cubicle that's without windows, without lights. I mean, you're taking everything that makes them amazing and you're saying, no, thank you. Just sit here and be quiet. And that is just miserable for someone with, you know, a high woo or, or someone who really needs to be out and interacting. Okay. So you just said high woo as yeah. if everybody knows exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So woo is one of the 34 strengths and people with high woo, they have this incredible ability to get out and meet people. They get their energy from a room full of strangers. Um, you, I'm sure we've all met those people when you say hi to them. It's just, they're just exploding with personality and happiness. Those are your woo friends. And they just, they love to be out there and mingling and meeting people and, and shaking hands. They're great networkers. That's so interesting that physical space could affect somebody's woo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially when you think about, I think, um, not only is your environment important, the kind of relationships you're going to have at work are important. And so you think about that same person who possibly has woo, who's in a corner. They're not out building those relationships that are so important to them. And, you know, on the flip side, someone like yourself who has Relator, who is really more about some very deep relationships, people with Relator are more about um, quality versus quantity. You know, if you were in an environment where there was um, a culture of no mixing and mingling, head down working, um, you know, don't talk about personal things or don't connect with people, just do the work, you would be just as miserable as that woo hiding in the corner. Um, and so that personal environment, and then how do you build relationships in that based on your strengths also plays in and is so important. Oh, that's so interesting. And you mentioned there was one more aspect. Mm-hmm. Was it con- something about contributing? Yeah. 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 Think about your strengths and how you want to contribute. And I really think about this for people in the, or for women in the middle, you know, how do you want to take this point in your life and moving forward? How do you want to contribute and look at your strengths? and really think about what it was I born with that's really amazing. How do I work on those? How do I identify those, see them? How do I help those help me contribute at a level that makes me feel good? 
And so for example, someone with restorative strength, a high restorative strength is someone who loves to problem solve. Um, they are incredible problem solvers. And so if you have high restorative and you think about contributing, whether it's in your current workplace or you know, the next chapter in your life, how do you help others solve problems? Because you are going to be really great at it and naturally really good at it. Wow. And you're right with being women in the middle and being at this stage in our life, I think naturally, I kind of see two things going on with my clients. Like there's a, there's definitely a drive to contribute either from a volunteer uh, or from a mm -hmm. professional um, situation. Well, and volunteering can be professional, obviously, Absolutely. but there is that kind of drive to give back, but there's also a drive to finally focus on yourself a little bit because now you have more time with family responsibilities changing and being a little bit less intense for many people. Right, so yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so interesting. What do you see about strengths relating to that part of contribution? You know, I love that you asked that because I think that when you're in that point of your life where you're able to kind of look at it a little different because, you know, the kids, it, it, just your responsibilities have changed. They're not um, less or more sometimes, but they're just are different. And when I think about strengths, I think about um, all the things sometimes a busy woman has to kind of um, sacrifice or do to get through the day, right? And to be a great parent or spouse or um, leader. And when you start to make those sacrifices, all of a sudden, the things that make you amazing, you kind of sometimes push down. And when I do strength work with women, I can't tell you how often I hear someone say, oh, I don't think these strengths are really me. That was me when I was young, but not today. I'm like, yeah, because life beat it out of you. Let's bring it back. <laughs> you know, like, let's, like if that's who you truly were when you were young and carefree, then that is who you are today. Let's bring that back and bring that energy back into your life. And I think that type of work, when you're in the middle of your life and ready to start that next chapter, wouldn't it be great to like look back and say, what did I used to get super excited about and focus on those things? That's so good. And I also uh, use a worksheet with my clients that helps them take a walk through their life, just looking for a key happy, a, a key happy moment mm -hmm. at each chapter. And I have had like you, the most interesting reactions and memories from people, aspects of themselves that they'd totally forgotten about that made them truly happy. And yeah. I definitely see that what made you happy, what you've always been attracted to is still the same sort of thing that's going to bring you joy and um, can be one of those clues that you look for as to what you need more of in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's like, where do I even start? So, you know, taking the um, strength assessment is a great place to start. Um, and it gives you kind of some roadmaps to do some of that great work that you do with your clients. Well, that was exactly my next question. So tell us a little bit about what does taking the strengths assessment entail? Yeah. So I would recommend um, looking at the book Strengths 2.0. You can find it on Amazon, any bookstore. Um, when you purchase that book, there will be a code in the back of the book to go on to the Strength Finder site and take the actual assessment. It does take about 40 minutes. Um, so be in a place where you're in good mind, not interrupted, so that you, know, you can really give the assessment the time it deserves to give you the information back that you need. Um, once you get it back, the first thing I would say to you is don't just assume these aren't me, because um, I hear that so often. 
really take the time to think about it. The book will give you some information. Um, you can also find incredible information on strengths um, on YouTube at the Gallup's um, YouTube channel. They do incredible um, information and, and great podcasts there. And spend some time really learning about your strengths before you make those assumptions. And I think you'll be surprised how accurate they actually are. And again, life might have just beaten them out of you. <laughs> and of course, I'm going to put all those links on the show notes. So great. if you guys want to see the actual links, just go to the show notes for this episode and everything will be there. So what would you like to promote today? You have so many good things going on. Yeah, so I have great things going on. But for your listeners today, I think, you know, when you're in the middle and you want to really learn about your strengths, the best thing to do is a strength exploratory session with a certified Clifton coach. And so for all of your listeners out there, um, I am um, offering a one-hour strength exploratory coaching session for $197. Um, it actually does include a code for, um, to take the strings in your top five, and you'll get the actual ebook itself. So if um, your listeners would like to just do the exploratory session, they're going to get everything they need with that. Fantastic. Again, that link will be in the show notes. And what is your website, Jennifer? Let's just put that on the podcast too. Yeah. So you can find my website at 304coaching.com. And um, you can go in there and schedule um, a time to speak with me about um, my services. And also, um, you'll find my blog and other information of some of the work and coaching that I do. Wow. I really do see that what is discovered as a result of the strengths work, how it works in so well with the work I do with clients. Because oh, like, one of the things that's been so surprising to me it really is how many of my clients want to write. Either they forgot that they always wanted to write or yeah. they are just afraid to write. So there's a lot mm -hmm. of fear that comes up with that. But um, it's so interesting. It's very, very common, this writing thing. I've, had, I've actually had people forget that they used to be a writer. And another one of the things is like my passion for um, having uh, these in-depth relationships with people. Mm -hmm. It's also with pets. And yeah. when I think about that, it's uh, reflected back on all of the pets in my life. Mm -hmm. Even the focus of my thesis was on the relationship between children and their pet dogs. And yeah. then when I think back to um, just reflecting about what are the things I want to make sure I bring more into my life at this age, it was related to a childhood memory about the pets that we had as a kid. And that's how I ended up with my my big, fluffy, slobbery Newfoundland at this point <laughs> in my life. Yeah. So I just love this work. I love knowing about the key strengths that I have in my life. It gives me such confirmation that I'm going in a direction for myself personally that makes so much sense. It's so much in alignment with what I was hoping for so that I too can be really excited and giddy about my life going forward. And I really want that for, for my clients. And I know yeah. that... Um, you do too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just nothing better to wake up and look at, you, know, you think about that example of how many of your clients want to be writers, you know, and there is a million different ways, if not more on how to do that. And so when you take your strengths and you go, you know what, I'm going to write based on who I naturally am versus I'm going to write because I see her over there doing it right. So I'm going to do it just like her. Well, it's never going to work. Um, so really, you know, saying, you know, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to be excited about doing it my way. I really see also this, this kind of uh, visual image right now of a square peg in a round hole. Mm, when you yeah. don't know your strength, I think that's what it is, that you're trying to fit 
into something that really may not capitalize on who you really are and what is more, I don't know, compelling for you and an easier fit and something that just makes your life easier to enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It makes such a difference. I mean, I get to wake up every day and do what I love and do it my way. Um, and you know, when someone, you know, I think you and I talked earlier, you know, Oh, someone says this is a good idea. I'm like, yeah, people tell me that all the time, but I don't listen because I know that someone else's good idea doesn't match my strengths. And I'm going to look like a crazy person trying to do it. It's just not going to be pretty. I got to do it my way. If it needs to, if it, if you want it to look any kind of nice, it has to be done my way. Oh my gosh. That's so great. Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing all of this amazing information with women in the middle. Uh, one thing that's pretty clear, we're not alone when it comes to the whole topic of figuring out who we are and what we want. It seems like at our age, we really should know these things, but it's so important to keep working on understanding it better. Um, As women in the middle, we're so eager to do this work and your insight and advice was really, really inspiring. So thanks so much. And I encourage listeners who want to learn more about their strengths to head over to the show notes and Jennifer's website and check it all out. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's such a pleasure. So that's it for this episode. If you like what you've heard, just head over to Women in the Middle podcast on iTunes and leave me a review. You can check out the show notes, like I mentioned, with more information and links at www.susierosenstein.com. You can also grab my free ebook, 10 Simple Ways to Bust Out of Your Midlife Funk while you're there. It will really help get you going. And if you'd like more help, make sure to book a free insight session with me while you're on my website. So easy to do. I would love to connect. And boy, do I get excited when I see your name in my calendar. I would love to see how I can help. Let's do this, ladies, one strong thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening. 